Hey everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Politically Incorrect Podcast. I'm Jim Williams, your host. Welcome to Friday, February 2nd, Groundhog's Day, or as we like to call it here in Washington, Memo Release Day. Now, for those of you who've been under a rock, basically, the biggest issue in American politics right now is called the Nunez Memo. Now, what is it? It's a four-page document prepared by Devin Nunez, congressman from the great state of California. He's a Republican. He alleges that there have been serious abuses of power by the Federal Bureau of Investigation during its investigation into the Trump campaign ties to Russia. House Republicans, mainly the far-right ones, um, have, as well as conservative media, I should say, sees it as proof that President Donald Trump's long-running allegations the FBI is biased against him are true. Meanwhile, the Democrats say it's a deeply misleading, twisting, and cherry-picked classified intelligence document that shows the president in a very nice light, while at the same time being totally bogus. Let's add to this the fact that the FBI is run by Christopher Wray, an appointee of Donald Trump, has grave concerns that this document is so flawed that it will give an incredibly poor light on what the FBI does and could hinder it and its workings for years to come. The Department of Justice, which is led by Trump appointee Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General, and Rob Rosenstein, who is, of course, the man who was in charge of Robert Mueller and the investigation into Russian meddling and potentially anything having to do with Donald Trump. That's the key man on that role. And Rosenstein and Ray went to the White House this week to talk to the president and talk to um, General Kelly about the concept of um, making sure this document never saw the light of day, um, and they were unsuccessful. So sometime today, we are going to see Devin Nunez's four-page missive on what he thinks is a problem with the FBI and why he thinks that they are, in some way, shape, or form, biased against President Donald Trump. We're going to do a deep dive into this, and we'll begin with Shepard Smith of Fox News. He's going to give us his version of what he thinks is going on, and we'll get to Shep right after this. I'm going to step aside for a second. You know, our buddy Dennis Miller is on the road, and... Um, I'll tell you what, if you haven't had a chance to see him, he's one of the most prolific political satirists of our time, long before John Stewart or John Oliver or, or Trevor Noah, or even for that matter, Bill Maher. There was Dennis Miller. He had his own show on HBO. He had a nationally syndicated television show, a nationally syndicated radio show. He's been the bestseller of four books, and of course, started his career at Saturday Night Live. So if you haven't seen Dennis Miller, you definitely, definitely uh, should go out and 
take an opportunity to check him out. Now, coming Friday, February 10th, Dennis will be live. That's right. He's going to be live. And he's going to be in Reno, Nevada. Now, he'll be in Reno, Nevada at the Silver Legacy Casino. That's Silver Legacy Casino in Reno, Nevada. Tickets begin at only $49.50. Now, here's something we can do for you. We can take a little bit off of your hotel room that night. So if you buy a ticket and you book a hotel room for that evening, you're going to get 20% off that hotel room. All you have to do is use the code TIX18. That's right, TIX18. And you can absolutely get 20% off the room and see Dennis Miller, okay? That's a deal, my friends. That is absolutely a deal. All you have to do is go to silverlegacy.com. That's silverlegacy.com. Purchase the tickets, which begin at a very reasonable $49.50. Then book a room at the Silver Legacy Casino that night. You get 20% off. Just use the ticket code TIX18. That's TIX18, okay? So check out our buddy Dennis Miller. You're going to love him. Those of you out in the Reno, Nevada area, do it and do it now, okay? Okay, here is Shep Smith from Fox on his deep dive into the Nunez memo. It's noon on the West Coast, 3 o'clock in D.C., where we're following the memo madness. A back and forth over whether, the re- whether to release the Republican accusations about the Russia investigation, which the FBI warns are inaccurate. And now the fight's taking a new turn with claims of mysterious editing to the memo that could go public soon. Plus, the twist with Hope Hicks, word a former member of the president's team is calling her out over some comments she made. But Hicks denies doing anything wrong. You'll hear from a lawyer who says this could be very big for a potential prosecution. And is the Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein on Team Trump? New reports the president himself asked that question. Loyalty oath? Again? Let's get to it. Now, Shepard Smith reporting live from the Fox News deck. And first from the Fox News deck this Thursday afternoon, the FBI was in tatters. That's what the president said. So he handpicked a new director in Christopher Wray. Now that director is warning the White House. The FBI has grave concerns. Don't release that Republican memo. There are material omissions. It's misleading. It is inaccurate. Do not release it. Rather than heed that advice, Fox News has learned we could see that memo on the Russia investigation tomorrow morning. That's what sources are telling our own chief White House correspondent, John Roberts. They say President Trump is expected to give the House Intelligence Committee the go-ahead to make the GOP document public. More from John in just a moment. Some Republicans are claiming that memo, if you want to call it that, shows the Fed's misused government surveillance powers as part of the Russia investigation. But Democrats on the Intelligence Committee say Republicans distorted information to make misleading claims so that Americans will be less likely to trust the Justice Department investigation to protect the president. And the FBI made a rare public statement yesterday warning it has grave concerns about that memo. It is inaccurate. It is misleading. Today, the number three Senate Republican called on House Republicans to listen and heed the FBI's warning. 
John Thune of South Dakota says they should also let the Senate Intelligence Committee see the memo before releasing it. Remember, the Republican Devin Nunes of California created this document, at least his staff did. He's the House Intelligence Committee chairman who recused himself from the Russia investigation. He made that midnight run on the White House last year, then staged a dramatic revelation news conference that turned out to be a misleading distraction at very best. The chairman dismissed the FBI's objections yesterday as spurious. Nunes is obviously a loyal supporter of President Trump and served on his transition team. Today, a new accusation. The top Democrat on the committee, Adam Schiff of California, says Nunes secretly altered that memo that he gave the White House after Republicans voted to release it. Nunes admits he did, calling them minor changes, including some grammatical fixes. The special counsel Robert Mueller is looking into Moscow's meddling in the 2016 presidential election, possible collusion with members of President Trump's campaign, and whether the president himself obstructed justice. President Trump has denied those claims. Think of where we are today. In the midst of a criminal investigation, two Trump associates are under indictment. Two more have pleaded guilty, admitting they lied to investigators. As the special counsel appears to be approaching the Oval Office with the news he wants to interview the president himself, the FBI and the Justice Department are under fire from the president, and his supporters have crafted a document to cast doubt on the investigator's integrity. The White House and the Justice Department are at odds in an affront to our system of government and as a precursor to what could become a constitutional crisis. Let's step aside for a second. You know, our buddy Dennis Miller is one of the most well-known and well-respected political satirists of our time. You know, he started on Saturday Night Live, moved on to his own Emmy Award-winning show on HBO, did a nationally syndicated radio program. He's a best-selling author. But he reigns at his best every time you see a stand-up show. I mean, on political satire, Dennis Miller is still on point almost 40 years in the business. Now, those of you out in the Reno area, you're going to get a chance to see Dennis. He's going to be performing live at the Silver Legacy Resort and Casino Friday night, February 10th. Now, tickets begin at only $49.50 and can be purchased at silverlegacy.com. But we have a very special gift for you, okay? So get a pencil, all right, or type it into your computer. Here's what you need to do. You can get 20% off a hotel room on the night of the show when you purchase the show ticket and use this offer code TIX18, that's T-I-X-18, all right? And you'll get 20% off of a hotel room at the Silver Legacy Casino and still get to see Dennis Miller. That, my friends, is a deal. So check out all the information at silverlegacy.com. That's silverlegacy.com. Remember to use the offer code TIX18, all right? Here's Jake Uger's look at the Devin Nunez memo. For a while now, um, conservatives, right-wingers on social media have been doing hashtag release the memo. Um, at first when I saw it, I thought, well, wow, is this a classified memo they have from the FBI? Uh, or any kind of information they have from intelligence officials about what Donald Trump did or did not do? They want it released, so I imagine it's good news for Trump. Uh, so I was curious about it. Well. Turns out, no, it's, uh, it does have some classified information according to the FBI, but it doesn't come from the FBI. It's a memo written by Republicans. 
and they want it released because they think that that proves that they are right because other Republicans wrote a memo saying they don't like the Justice Department investigating Donald Trump. That does not appear to be persuasive evidence, but let's dive into the details, find out more. We'll go to the New York Times here. They explain a secret, highly contentious Republican memo reveals that Deputy Attorney General Rod J. Rosenstein approved an application to extend surveillance of a former Trump campaign associate shortly after taking office last spring, according to three people familiar with it. I suppose this is the aha moment for right wingers. They're like, aha! So he investigated someone connected to Donald Trump. Yes, he apparently extended that investigation. And you see, for that to be interesting, you then have to follow it up with, and he shouldn't have because it was wrong, because that guy didn't do it, and here's the rest of the information. But they don't have that. They're just like, aha, he asked for an investigation. That's kind of his job as Deputy Attorney General. This is your big aha, these guys are unreal. All right, more details. The renewal shows that the Justice Department, under President Trump, saw reason to believe that the associate, Carter Page, was acting as a Russian agent. But the reference to Mr. Rosenstein's actions in the memo, a much disputed document that paints the investigation into Russian election meddling as tainted from the start, indicates that Republicans may be moving to seize on his role as they seek to undermine the inquiry. So there is already a warrant to investigate Carter Page, who's part of the Trump campaign, because they're concerned he might be a Russian agent. They have good enough evidence that they got a warrant from a court, and they didn't do it without a warrant, which unfortunately happens all the time in America. They got a warrant, they did an investigation as they should. Rosenstein gets into office, even though he's appointed as part of the Trump government, says, well, they do have evidence that this guy's a Russian agent, and they already had a warrant. I'm going to continue that warrant to make sure that he is or is not a Russian agent, and we know because that's my job at the Justice Department. Republicans seize on that and go, aha! Again, aha what? Aha what? <laughs> Do you have evidence that Carter Page is not a Russian agent? Nope, they don't have that evidence. Well, do you have evidence that this memo was written by the FBI about secret plots? Nope. Well, who wrote the memo? The Republicans wrote the memo. <laughs> so what? So what? So some of your own guys wrote a memo saying they don't like Rod Rosenstein because he's doing his job. Wow, hashtag release the memo. Preposterous. Now, the reason the FBI claims their concern is because they think in doing so, they might reveal classified information and they won't show the FBI what's in the memo. The FBI is saying, well, look, if there's no classified information, then that's not an issue. Can we see it? They're like, oh, no way. We're not going to show it to you. I mean, now the Republicans refuse to work with their own Justice Department. All of this is madness. Okay, so more from the New York Times. No information has publicly emerged that the Justice Department or the FBI did anything improper while seeking the surveillance warrant involving Mr. Page. That has not emerged because it does not exist. But right-wingers go, well, if you got a warrant on a Trump campaign official, by definition, it must have been wrong. Based on what evidence? Based on the fact that you're in love with Donald Trump, okay, but that's not evidence. Okay, Mr. Trump is now again telling associates that he is frustrated with Mr. Rosenstein, according to one official familiar with the conversations. In other words, here we go. Just got rid of McCabe, earlier got rid of Comey, 
Now let's go get Rosenstein who appointed Mueller so then we can take out Mueller. Why? Because Trump knows that if you have a real investigation of him, you will find out all of his connections to the Russians. Now, some Trump followers and other knuckleheads in the country might not be convinced because they think, oh no, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? I can give you a laundry list of, uh, of evidence, and I have done so throughout this last year 12, 24, 36 pieces of public evidence that is exceedingly clear. Now, that doesn't mean you have a smoking gun, that doesn't mean you can convict him, that doesn't mean you can impeach him. That's why they're having an investigation, okay? Uh, but no, uh, people say, no, the fact that he's trying to fire everyone during the investigation, that doesn't mean anything, really. Okay, if you're a Republican and Obama's being investigated and he fires the FBI director investigating, now he moves aside the deputy director that has supported him. Now talking about firing the deputy attorney general and has agitated publicly to fire the special counsel investigating. If Obama had done all of that or Clinton had done all of that, what do you think your reaction would be? Oh my God, we knew it, we knew it. He's the most corrupt guy there is in the world. Impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. Come on, it's super obvious. It's frustrating having these nonsense debates with people who are not honest actors. Okay, now we go to another part of this, which is another person involved with the Justice Department. They explained, but Stephen E. Boyd, an assistant attorney general, warned in a letter last week to the committee's chairman, Representative Devin Nunes of California, that it would be extraordinarily reckless to release a memo drawing on classified information without official review and pleaded with the committee to consult the Justice Department. So that's an assistant attorney general doing his job, saying, hey, look, at least show us the memo. And if there's no classified information, have at it, Hoss. But we don't know if you're releasing classified information. Oh, I don't want to work with the Justice Department. You guys like to investigate us because maybe our leader did something terribly illegal. <coughs> Money laundering. Anyway, according to Bloomberg, when Trump found out about Boyd saying that it would be reckless, he quote, erupted in anger. Of course he did. Somebody else blocking his attempts to block justice. So, um, Again, explaining here the, the Justice Department's point of view, he said the department was unaware of any wrongdoing related to the FISA process, Boyd did. Now, um, one more piece of information here. The White House has made it clear to the Justice Department uh, in recent days that it wants the Republican me memo to be made public. In other words, we don't care if there's classified info in it. We erupt in anger if the FBI or the Justice Department suggests that it might. Um, we just want you to release it so that we could use it to smear everyone else at the Justice Department. Guys, so obviously guilty. You're unbelievable if you think he's not guilty. No, no, innocent people fire every investigator that investigates them all the time, all the time. It's a common occurrence. Now, this whole thing about, um, hey, uh, Carter Page and the surveillance, uh, did Rosenstein dream this up even though he's part of the Trump government? Well, we've got Asha Rangappa, who's a former FBI special agent, explaining how that can't possibly be true. Watch. This is exactly an example of how this memo is inaccurate and, and misleading. So 
Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein actually doesn't have the authority to extend any kind of surveillance at all. The Department of Justice has to go into a FISA court and request an extension of any surveillance that's ongoing. Now, the Deputy Attorney General might sign off on allowing the their attorneys to go into court to ask for it, but the ultimate decision on that would be made by a judge. And here's an important point, John. When there's surveillance on a US person, the, the, the Department of Justice has to go in every 90 days and show the court that they are getting valuable foreign intelligence information in order for that surveillance to be extended. Now, the, the Carter Page surveillance began in September. Rosenstein came on board in March. That means that this FISA had already been extended before Rosenstein even came on the picture. And at that but a judge found that this surveillance was actually collecting valid, uh, valuable foreign intelligence information. So it was a valid FISA. There, there was a reason to have it in place. So this is the kind of thing where these details need to be explained. Otherwise, uh, they completely misconstrue uh, what was happening. And uh, they misconstrue it on purpose, obviously, because they're politically biased and hacks, the Republicans defending Donald Trump. So just so you're absolutely clear, they go to a FISA court and get a warrant, what you're actually supposed to do. Then in September, September is when they receive it. At some point it is renewed, so the court says, wow, you actually do have information on this guy. Keep investigating him because we think he might be a Russian agent. Then Rosenstein comes in at in March. They got the original one in September, got renewed at one point. Then Rosenstein comes in at March as part of the Trump administration. And he says, well, all right. Uh, I guess they, you have good info on this, so I'm going to extend. I'm going to ask to extend the warrant again, and the court says you continue to have good enough information that Carter Page might be a Russian agent, so continue to investigate him. So that's the big crime of Rosenstein, according to the Republicans. Oh my God, he did his job and extended a warrant on a guy that the court thinks might be a Russian agent, tied to our government. But they don't want him to do their, his job. They want to fire anyone who will do their job because they don't believe in the rule of law. All they care about is protecting their own teammate, Donald Trump, uh, and and they're willing to do anything and and pretty much set our democracy on fire to accomplish their mission. We're going to get to the CBS gang led by John Dickerson, Gail King, and Nora Donald in a minute. But going to step aside for a second, you know. Our buddy Dennis Miller is on the road, and um, I'll tell you what, if you haven't had a chance to see him, he's one of the most prolific political satirists of our time, long before John Stewart or John Oliver or Trevor Noah, or even for that matter, Bill Maher. There was Dennis Miller. He had his own show on HBO. He had a nationally syndicated television show, a nationally syndicated radio show. He's been the bestseller of four books and, of course, started his career Saturday Night Live. So if you haven't seen Dennis Miller, you definitely, definitely um, should go out and take an opportunity to check him out. Now, coming Friday, February 10th, Dennis will be live. That's right, he's going to be live, and he's going to be in Reno, Nevada. Now, he'll be in Reno, Nevada at the Silver Legacy Casino. That's Silver Legacy Casino in Reno, Nevada. Tickets begin at only $49.50. Now, 
here's something we can do for you. We can take a little bit off of your hotel room that night. So if you buy a ticket and you book a hotel room for that evening, you're going to get 20% off that hotel room. All you have to do is use the code TIX18. That's right, TIX18. And you can absolutely get 20% off the room and see Dennis Miller, okay? That's a deal, my friends. That is absolutely a deal. All you have to do is go to silverlegacy.com. That's silverlegacy.com. Purchase the tickets, which begin at a very reasonable $49.50. Then book a room at the Silver Legacy Casino that night. You get 20% off. Just use the ticket code TIX18. That's TIX18, okay? So check out our buddy Dennis Miller. You're going to love him. Those of you out in the Reno, Nevada area, do it and do it now, okay? Next up, the CBS crew tackles why the FBI and the DOJ feel that this memo could be so dangerous. So without any further ado, Neil King, John Dickerson, Doro Dock. CBS News Senior National Security Analyst Fran Townsend served 13 years in the Justice Department. She was Homeland Security Advisor to President George W. Bush. Fran, good morning. Good morning, John. In terms of what the FBI is saying here, at one point there were questions about whether sources and methods and intelligence would be revealed. And then the FBI said, after looking at the memo, the FBI said, we have grave concerns about material omissions of fact. So is the FBI saying that sources and methods are in danger or just that the, that the memo has bad information in it? I think it's both. I think what they're saying is both. They are concerned about sources and methods. Part of that, John, is for them to rebut what is the contents of the Nunes memo would require them to reveal sources and methods. So they're really, they're sort of, their hands are tied. Um, and this is part of the difficulty of this. I think we have to remember the Nunes memo is an advocacy piece. It's not a fact piece. This is Chairman Nunes's summary of what he believes the abuses are, but it's, for that reason, it's one-sided. My understanding from sources inside the FBI is that Director Ray is prepared to rebut, if the White House decides to release the Nunes memo, Director Ray is prepared to issue a rebuttal. And so the question is, what will that contain? Does that tee up a real confrontation between the White House and the FBI? Well, that's extraordinary that the current, if you, what you're reporting is that the FBI director may release an alternative memo. Why would they want to do that? What's the importance of that? Well, look, they're under fire. And in fairness to the FBI, I mean, what they're, they feel under siege, this is the tearing down of a respected institution Look, institutions are made of people, right? And people make mistakes. I'm not suggesting that they've never made a mistake. But understand what this process is. I ran this unit in the Justice Department that got the Pfizer warrants. Mm -hmm. um, there's multiple internal reviews in the FBI. There's a legal review at the Justice Department. It goes to the attorney general, or in this case, the deputy who reviews it. And then it goes to an independent federal judge who looks at it. No FISA warrant relies on a single piece of evidence. Right. So if the allegation from Chairman Nunes is that they relied solely on the Steele dossier, that's not possible. It never happens. There would have been multiple pieces of evidence. In other words, relied. one partisan or bad apple inside that cannot make a FISA warrant become uh, call up surveillance. That's exactly right, Nora. It, it's just it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, look, if Chairman Nunes wants to have his memo released, I don't understand if he's confident in it. Why wouldn't you release Adam Schiff, the Democrats, response to that and have it all out there then. Well, the White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders has said that the president has confidence in the FBI director and the rank and file. But you know, when you're a little kid and your mom says actions speak louder than words, 
Do the president's actions tell a different story about the confidence he has in the FBI? Well, my mother used to say, Gail, you know, I don't like the act, but I love the person. So, yeah. I mean, it's possible that the president respects Chris Wray, the director of the FBI, but disagrees with some of the actions there. But I do think that this, this acrimony, this public acrimony, really only benefits our enemies and adversaries. And so the president, the White House, and the FBI have to gonna they're gonna have to find a path forward where they can work together and it's not clear right now that they're doing that. Brand, can you give us a little context on um, McCabe? There's the, these reports that they delayed after seeing there were a new batch of Hillary Clinton emails that they delayed before announcing it to Congress. I've been told it was de Department of Justice procedure, FBI procedure, to be sensitive about things that might actually affect the outcome of an election. So if there was a delay, is that something sinister, or is that just the normal prudence and caution they would have taken? Well, you're quite right, John. There is Justice Department internal guidelines not to take public action uh, that may affect the outcome of an election when you get close. But my understanding here from sources inside the FBI was initially they believed there might have been as many as 600,000 emails, some of which may have been classified, and there would have had to have been an entire process to review that. We know now there weren't that many, um, but you could understand them treading pretty cautiously and legally, frankly, in did, did they need to get a warrant, additional search warrants to touch that those emails and review them? Were they classified? And so, look, I, I think we shouldn't attribute malice where it might have just been bureaucratic caution. Yeah. There was, we always hear about public fatigue on this, but this is very important what is happening, and we need to get to the bottom of it. Absolutely. Thank you, Fran. Fran, always good to have you here. Thank you Thank so much. Well, that brings to a close yet another edition of the Politically Incorrect Podcast. I'm Jim Williams, your host. Now, if for some reason you haven't subscribed to us, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, it's easy to do, and it's free. All you have to do is go to the iTunes store, where we are part of the Apple Podcast family. You can get us at Blog Talk Radio. You can get us at the Google Play Store. How about Stitcher? That's right, the Stitcher app, one of the most respected and mostly used podcast apps out there. We're on the Stitcher app, by all means, just check us out. All you have to do is search the Politically Incorrect Podcast. It'll pop up, you hit favorites, and bingo. We will be sent to you weekly. Same goes for TuneIn. If you're one of the 126 million people who have the TuneIn app on either your phone or your tablet or both, just like me, then all you have to do, again, search the Politically Incorrect podcast, hit favorites, and each week, a new edition of the Politically Incorrect podcast will be sent to your phone or to your tablet or maybe even both, okay? So look. It's free. We give you five places to sign up for it. Please go out and subscribe today. Well, as we said, the story that has overtaken Washington is the upcoming memo. Uh, it may even be out by the time most of you hear this. And we hope that uh, through the deep dive we went into today, we give you a better idea of why this memo is frankly just a political memo and not even close to being an accurate memo, okay? Thanks, of course, to Fox News and Shepard Smith. By all means, check out Shep. Uh, to Jay Huger of the Young Turks. We are big fans of the Young Turks. Subscribe to them on YouTube. They're an outstanding group. So by all means, look into Jake and his gang. Also, you need to watch the CBS Morning News. It's outstanding. John Dickerson, Nora O'Donnell, and Gail King. 
did a lot of great work this week, and certainly we were happy to uh, play some of that for you. So until next week, when we have a chance to break down what happened <laughs> once the memo got out, um, and certainly other things, we hope that you have a wonderful, safe, and hopefully warm weekend wherever you may be. Thanks for joining us right here on the Politically Incorrect Podcast. Until next time, I'm Jim Williams saying, take care. Thank you.